Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am pretty good with a little tidbit of bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can definitely concur with that. I, I definitely have something going on inside me where maybe it's menopause. Do men get menopause? Maybe. Because I feel ecstatically happy. Maybe I'm just manic. I don't know. Aesthetically happy too. I want to rip the skin from your face and wear it for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, I've been floating with some mood swings too, um, more than I want to admit. But I think it's just you know summer's over, fall is yeah. coming. Although yeah. I do really like fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I don't know midlife. <laughs> forty-five. Yeah, this is forty-five, right? <laughs> And I've decided that sparkling water is going yes, to make me feel better. Wait, we have the clink. Toast to San Pellegrino. San Pellegrino, who's not sponsoring this, but we are enjoying your product. And while we are podcasting today, I would like everyone to know that the smell of a nice cheesecake is <laughs> floating through Russell's apartment. Thank you. Yes, I got a, um, a message yesterday to ask me to make a cheesecake. So I dusted off everything. That sounds horrible. It wasn't really dusty, but you know what I mean, like figuratively. Because it's actually the first thing I've baked for quite a long time because it's been unbearably hot. And you know what? I haven't turned my heat on. Yeah. It's been really muggy. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why we're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no airflow, right? Like, yeah. granted, you know, with this, we have to have everything closed just so the sound doesn't pick up everything. So you may hear my stomach growling. Just it's all there. good. Yes. It could be the San Pellegrino. Yes. So fall's over, or sorry, fall is coming, summer is over. Welcome to Rainbow Nation once again. Season two. Season two, yes. Um, yeah, for the first one for season two, hey? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because we did For some our... reason I felt like we recorded one, but we didn't. We just met. Yeah. <laughs> we did some pre-planning. Yeah, we did like a... The tail end of summer for the pride one. Because it didn't count because it was just myself and my cousin. So. It does count. Yeah. It does count. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what's going on in your curly-headed brain? Well, my quending today is that they had the first pride parade in Sarajevo, Bosnia, Herzegonia. I can never say that right. Herzegovina. Thank you. Thank you, Russell. <laughs> Um, that is phenomenal. Yeah, super exciting. So that actually happened on September 8th, 2019. Wow. And, you know, people just got together, had a pride. Um, does sound like there were hundreds of participants and some police presence. Right. Um, but I think it's super great to see yet yeah. another country embark on a pride. And Where there wouldn't be visible. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I know um, we definitely feel at times like there's situations where we don't necessarily feel safe. And right. um, yeah. yeah, so congrats to them. And I'm glad they did that. I'm still watching a heavy amount of Netflix, yeah. which I'm going to need to cut down on. Do you do you okay? Kind of random question. Do you, do you kind of feel burnt out for some you know pride things? A little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have my strangle. Uh, my I can't even talk. My rainbow. Right. Um, going pretty strong in my life. I tried to put strong and rainbow together, and sure. that came out strangbow. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. I think it's evolving, you yeah. know, and it is evolving, and it's changing and with it, time. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, okay, so typically June is the month for Pride. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been established because of Stonewall, and it mm-hmm. was the 50th anniversary this year, so it was a huge deal. So there were so many celebrations in the month of June, and it was so great to see, and it was so empowering. And then after that, there, there's still celebrations, of course, throughout the year. You know, case in point, Bosnia, just mm-hmm. kind of having one. Uh, Las Vegas, I believe, is having their Pride in o- October. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, it, you know, it's a lot cooler. Can you imagine doing it in June? That would no. be ridiculous. So That's exciting. We're going to yeah. have to follow that. Yeah, so, but I mean, I, I can kind of feel, you know, like after June, it's like a Pride hangover. Like, you know, how you see online, pride, hashtag Pride hangover. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it is emotionally draining, like having gone to the one in Vancouver in August. 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it can be kind of draining because you're like, you give it your all and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm not taking anything away from that whatsoever. But yeah, to kind of step back and go, okay, congratulations on the pride, but... Yeah, everyone's getting ready for fall now. (laughs) Well, I'm still, you know, when I go on social media, I read an article the other day um, just about how, you know, gay dads were uh, posting with their children first day of school and and just how that's changed. So I I still get sucked in with those heartwarming posts and families and stuff. So I don't know. I, I think it does go down a bit when I'm back at work and right. but I'm I'm still personally seeking out rainbow opportunities. And, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think everyone needs to take a break, right? Yeah, yeah. And then again, you know, not to take anything away from the power and the visibility and the accessibility and all that fun stuff that is so important for everything rainbow nation across the spectrum. Yeah, you you know, having some, you know, self-care, some, some mindfulness, some, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's sitting on that couch over there, you know, where you're sitting and just kind of tuning out to, to my YouTube through my Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So that is, you know, my, my time with my dog who's currently snoring beside me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think self-care is super important. Um, but yeah, you know, Netflix. So what are you watching on Netflix? I am excited for Ozark to start. Um, oh my gosh, season three, isn't it? Yeah, and I just, well, it wasn't on Netflix, but I just finished season two of Killing Eve, <laughs> and I loved it. If you haven't watched it, it's fantastic, and I think uh, you would really, really enjoy it. Okay. Sandra O's in it, and oh, I nice. forget the other actress's name, but very, very clever show. Wow. Um what else did I watch this summer? We've been watching some Netflix originals and now none of them can come to my <laughs> mind at all. But yeah, I'm stumped. Let me look and then I can... I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed with all of the streaming services happening because there's... Mm-hmm. Um, over the summer, I kind of kind of came across one. It was called Swamp Thing and it's from the DC universe. Oh. I still haven't watched any of them, but I do have them kind of accessible. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then now Titans, season two, which was on season one on Netflix, is actually starting again. But you can't get it on Netflix in Canada right away. But, you know, there's like the huge juggernaut coming in November. Which is? Disney. Disney yes, Plus. I was Disney. Yes. And I wonder how Disney streaming is going to impact Netflix. They For prices. Yeah, they and... think it is going to have quite the hit. So I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um... My son is on Netflix a lot. Right. We watch Stranger Things and yeah. all that stuff. So Especially when the weather does take a downturn and we do live on mm-hmm. the northwest coast of British Columbia. So October, November are like the rainiest months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, hibernation is more than welcome. Yeah, and I'll be working on my courses, which I've already started. And I'm a yeah, and I have to give you a high five for that, for not going insanely crazy, which, you know... I went half crazy. It's hard. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I really appreciate you kind of, like, sharing that with me by texting me and stuff and just, bleh, venting. Because, yeah. you know, that's very important for someone to do, especially going through that. I can't imagine the intensity. Yeah, we so all fair. have stuff. It's just having to say no a lot, which is really hard. Like, yeah. you know, there's always social stuff... There are things going on, especially through work. Yeah. And it's hard to be like, no, I have to study. No, I have yeah. to study. But, um, yeah, say, we'll say see how is, I do. Saying no is a good thing. It is. It is for sure. And, um, yeah, anything exciting going on with you? Mm, me? Let's see. Um, well, I'm starting the baking thing again, more so mm-hmm. the cheesecakes, but I've really explored the world of cannabis and baking. So I've um, kind of done some uh, treats that way for... What? <laughs> Talk about your course. Oh, my course. Oh, the cannabis course? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I thought it said curse. I'm like, I don't no, want to curse. No, that's my pet writing. 
course. I just spelled course and Russell said he spelled curse. Actually, it does look like curse, but there's an O in there. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I'm really excited about that. Um, it's a course being offered through Coast Mountain College here, which is like pretty sweet to see because, you know, there's a lot of uh, opinions for who's qualified to teach something like this. And if you ever go on YouTube, which I've done extensively, there's some really great people out there who are like, hey, you know, I've done this, so let me show you how I've done this. You can follow along and you can take from it from what you will, which mm -hmm. is pretty phenomenal, you know, just like a name tutorial. But it's really cool to have something like that here kind of um, happening soon. Unfortunately, it has been kind of pushed back a bit because, you know, I did get a call on Friday. It was supposed to start next week, but... It, I think it's been pushed back for a bit, so I have to figure out what's going on there. But yeah, it's that's really exciting because I'd like to know the process. I mean, there are some people mm -hmm. in town who who are doing some great work with you know their their products and stuff. But I want to kind of learn it from the root to the end. No, I think it's fantastic, and it's a whole world I don't know a lot about, yeah. and. Um, it's quite I think exciting. edibles are legal in October. Is that Edi well? The the all of the um, oh my god the I don't want to say standards, but yeah, like the stand like what your how an edible is supposed to be presented will be presented in October. Cool. So those are the gui guidelines. Yeah, <laughs> brain fart. All the <laughs> guidelines will be released in October, and then come December, you should be able to see them like on shelves and like the cannabis store that's just going to open up here shortly or mm -hmm. you know wherever you buy your can of products or it's like if you make them yourself like i do i can you know properly present them according to canadian guidelines mm -hmm. so i think it's going to be really interesting i had this weird thought that when marijuana became legal that everyone walking around would be stoned and <laughs> um you definitely don't see that. You smell it a bit more. Yeah. Like, you know, at the movie theater the yeah, other yeah. night, it, there yeah. was quite a... Quite a cloud. Quite a cloud. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I forget that even it's it's become legal. But I think what's been great for a lot of people is that to have that choice, right? Yeah. Around edibles or buying yeah. marijuana legally and... Tinctures. For it to be regulated and especially for people who are sick and, and going through illness. Yeah. That's another... Because I think that's the huge avenue. thing. The, that's it right there because people still have this notion of you, that you're buying your cannabis from Shifty on the corner with mm -hmm. a long trench coat. Yeah. Which, you know, may have been relevant before it was, you know... Um, legalized but you know there are um stores like i still haven't been to the one in terrace but um i i'm kind of excited for the one opening here it's called clarity cannabis mm -hmm. so um it should be interesting to see you know their approach to it and i think that's taking away the stigma of you know um somebody not knowing what's in their cannabis getting mm -hmm. sick because there's yeah. a lot of sick people out there who yeah. do it horribly. So it's it's really ex an exciting time for for people who use this, whether they're microdosing or just, you know, um, incorporating this into their lives as part of their health care. Yeah, I, I think it, it gives people a lot of choice and power and, and they're able to manage their illnesses a bit differently. And yeah. And a I, little more I think, organically. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and who knew, like, for me myself, like, I'm still kind of the sober sister, but who knew, like, if you told me, like, last... Yeah. I'd be, you know, exploring the world of cannabis and making edibles all from, you know, family members who are, you know... Yeah. Enjoying them. Well, I, would have been like, I think heck? you've taken your baking and your passion for creating in the kitchen to the next level Thank which you. i think is super exciting yeah and um and even for us with this podcast like we wanted to yeah. start out it was a little passion of ours and then we've done it and look look at how different we are a year <laughs> later you know yeah yeah like, where, where before it was like oh hi christine yeah or What's just you know like to, <laughs> to talk about things that are inspiring you yes and what you're passionate about in the moment i think is really great and 
it's it's creativity in different ways, right? Yes. The podcast is creative with who we want to interview. For sure. And your cheesecakes, your edibles, yeah. my masters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, do you see that effect, that kind of trickling effect, affect your everyday life? Like in terms of just branching out in different ways? Yeah, branching out yeah. and just like attitude-wise. Yeah, I, like sometimes I feel, you know, we all make our plates really full, but I'm really still very passionate about autism research and mm-hmm. evidence-based practice um, mm-hmm. because my son is on the spectrum. I still really love go, um, working with the GSA groups in the high school mm-hmm. and um, doing some initiatives with Rupats and yes. we have Rup Tukes coming out soon. Oh my God, so pretty no excited. Way. That is exciting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's all things you can add to the resume and, and just sure. encouraging people to take what they're super interested in I've had some great conversations with friends um, who are making soap and they're wow. interested in in selling soap at right. farmer's markets right. and, you know, all those neat little things, right? Yeah, like who knows? Maybe it comes with age? Maybe. You know? <laughs> because I sure as heck wouldn't have thought, you know, if I were 20 years old to go, yeah. I'm going to explore baking and do all this stuff. Whereas before I was just like blacked out on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. So. And I th- I think it's purpose purposeful changes, right? Yeah. Um and yeah, it's been fun. And yeah, because I you know, the entrepreneurial part of it, like you're what you're talking about, your friends are making soap. I have a friend who does like some amazing salsa. Yeah. Yeah. And my neighbor's been doing salsa too. Yeah, it's really and cool to see. Like everybody yeah, kind a of a smoked salsa. Oh mm-hmm. snap. Yeah. So yeah, just talking about all those little yeah adventures. That's really, really, really exciting. Yeah. So it's so, cool to see all it, and not to mention you know just the availability, but the the support for all of this. Mm-hmm. So like we have our um, craft fair in November, I think. Yes, and my friend Sandy Jones is on the board for the craft fair, which is run Ooh. by the Arts Council. Oh, okay, yeah. Um. So that's something super cool that's yeah. coming up. Yeah, yeah. Local business, local shopping. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of actually um, for my cheesecakes to do like a bunch of them and go to like, um, what's that one at the Moose? The uh... Oh, Last Minute Market? Yeah. Yeah, and that's my neighbor, Miranda. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. That, is there like a cost? Well, I guess I can talk to you about it after. Yeah. But... <laughs> we can find out. <laughs> I'll look into it. But yeah, that's pretty cool to see. So today, we're actually going, to, we're just waiting for phone call yeah so today we're interviewing Ivan Coyote who is a writer and storyteller mm-hmm. and coming to Prince Rupert on Thursday to Thursday September I have to look at my calendar to <laughs> do some storytelling and school visits so school visits no way really mm-hmm. okay yeah so September 12th at 7 p.m. at the library Ivan will be here and I'm really surprised they're they're going to be at the library. I thought because of the the initial buzz that I'm hearing about mm-hmm. Ivan's, you know, um, event, I thought it would have been a bigger, bigger space, which would have been pretty cool. But this is really amazing, right? Oh, super amazing! It's um, a tour, a northern or northwest tour. So Ivan will be in Prince Rupert Terrace, Kitimat, Hazelton, Smithers, and Houston. Wow! Um, from September from September 12th to the 18th. So. That's I a know. Tight schedule. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of super fans out there. Um, so we're very lucky to have Ivan. Mm-hmm. And I'll be going on Thursday. Um, it will be my first time okay. seeing Ivan live. So very excited. Yes, that's yeah. very exciting. So we're going to have a quick chat um, with Ivan calling in from the road somewhere. Yes. So maybe we should just give her a pause now and then wait for the phone call. Sounds good. Okay. See you in a minute. Oh. All right, so welcome to Rainbow Nation. Yes. Hi, Rainbow Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, can you introduce yourself to our, to, well, just introduce yourself, sorry. Blah. To our, sure. our fantastic audience. <laughs> Hi, fantastic audience. Um, my name's Ivan Coyote, and I'm a writer and a storyteller. I uh, was born and raised in Whitehorse, Yukon Territory, um, 
uh, my third generation Yukoner. Um, both sets of my grandparents moved up in 1942 and 1949, respectively. Wow. Uh, when they were, uh, oh, sorry, no, 1949 and 1952. Sorry, got the numbers switched around. <laughs> um, uh, when they were uh, working on the Alaska Highway. Cool. Sort of oh, at wow. the close. And, you know, after the second world war happened and uh i'm a i'm a proud yukoner uh currently calling um sweating in my truck at the kwanlin mall (laughs) (laughs) at the kwanlin mall parking lot here in throbbing downtown whitehorse oh my gosh I, i just spent the summer up north um working on a little sort of cabin studio uh in atlin which is about two hours south of here um wow just back down the back down the Alaska Highway a little bit, and then a little hundred kilometer jog south. Yeah, so. <laughs> just a stone's throw just away. A, yeah, just a little yeah. trip. So, um, I have never been to Whitehorse. It's on my bucket list, um, but it sounds beautiful, looks beautiful, and you're on a northern tour, a northwest tour, when you are coming up to Prince Rupert. Yes. Yeah. I start in. Well, I've got a. I start with a, with a giant bang with a school show in Deese Lake on Tuesday morning. Awesome. And then down the circus yard to Prince Rupert. And then I think I'm going to uh, Terrace, Kitimat, um, Hazleton, uh, Smithers, Houston. Oh and then um, and then I finish off in uh, Prince George. I'm going to do a short residency at the UNBC there. For oh, my gosh. That's, nice. That yeah. sounds amazing and like incredibly tight. <laughs> it's so like your schedule sounds very, very like wow. Yeah, it's it's a little bit. It's going to be a little bit. Um, um, it's a little bit hectic. But the thing about the road is that uh, downtime is is you might as well just snip a hole in your pocket. <laughs> so and just let your let all let your let your uh, wages just leak right out. You know? Oh so, wow, yeah. yeah. The longer you're on the road, you know, right. um, the you know, an extra night's hotel, you know, as you know, northern prices. Yeah. Uh, um and you know, more more road food and uh so the only way to kind of make it feasible and uh for the funders and for everybody else is to sort of um, you know, is to sort of keep things uh, clicking along. Yeah, yeah. sure. So. Well, that's really ex- it's really exciting. I love the the um, the name of the tour, small towns. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was, but just like the the um, oh my gosh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> here we well, go, fucking sure, it up. Yeah, sorry. I'm really waiting though. I'm really waiting here. Um, <laughs> I think small town tours are, are really important, um, especially for the youth that I work with in Prince Rupert. Um, what inspired you to start your writing or how did you know you were a writer? Oh, I started writing. Well, first of all, I think one of the reasons I'm doing the, the tour itself, and that's what I think Russell was starting to say, is called small town, small town short stories. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. And if I may finish your sentence. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, and uh, I grew up in Whitehorse. I grew up in a small town, and you know, so there was no representation of myself to speak of sure. whatsoever. Um, really at all uh, especially in any kind of school programming or you know curriculum or you know so it was like staring into the void trying to imagine who you're going to be when you grow up and there's absolutely no examples of that in in anything you know mm-hmm. uh, I remember like kind of being obsessed by Pippi Longstocking <laughs> and um, and Harriet the Spy those books when I was you know 10, 11 nice. like around that age yeah um just because they were kind of like girl heroes, you know? Because right. um, uh, still back then it was all sort of Disney nonsense. And um, so Harriet the Spy was, 
I like I still see her as kind of a queer character. Like even the pictures of her, she's you know wearing pants and sort of a hoodie and right, she's yeah. got her spy belt on and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> so there was nothing like that. So um, the opportunity to go and like it's not a youth tour. I am doing some school shows in the but the library gigs are open to anyone. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's not just the youth. It, it's the it's the adults too. There's you know. Mm-hmm there's not enough there's still not enough sort of um representation like in the lgbtq spectrum you know and i also grew up in a small town and i and i you know i guess there's this i guess people love to be like oh you know this redneck place or this redneck town or this little small place or you know what how it's like in small towns and i i don't want to say that that's not true but I think that there's good and open-minded people everywhere too. Yes. And, um, you know, sometimes you, you know, I, I tour a lot in bigger cities too. And, um, people get really complacent about, about arts and artists coming to town in bigger cities sometimes because there's so much of it. You could go see something every night and still mm-hmm. right. you know, see two things every night and still, you know, um, but you know, like I, I toured up the Alaska Highway and I, I did a gig in Fort Nelson and um, at the theater there. That was my last gig, I think, and mm. uh, um, of that tour. And it was great to see like just all the all the different variety and ages of people. And you know, you're really conscious when you're, um, especially. I hate the term marginalized. I find it marginalizing. But when you're not a sort of main, like super mainstream sure. artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really conscious when you when you do work in small towns that you're not just preaching to, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people yeah. in the same demographic as you, in the same age range as you. You know, you do have this chance to sort of step out of that mm-hmm. and uh, and um, and speak to uh, like a wider variety of uh, of hearts. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nice. Yeah. Um, for people who don't necessarily know your work or all of your work, like where can people find out more about you? My website, which I just got a sound stern letter this morning that I haven't updated. <laughs> My website from a guy, I think in Smithers. Like, oh. um, <laughs> Uh, my website is uh, www.ivancoyote.com, okay. and there's some there's in, there's information. I I will acknowledge that I need to update my calendar, uh, of course. <laughs> um, but there's information on all of my books, uh, except for my brand new book. We're we're about to sort of re, uh, give it a give it a facelift here and um, put the new because I've got a new book coming out in October. Oh, it's at okay. the printers right now, actually. So book number 12 is about to be out, but there is some information there. There's uh, links to everything. Okay. Um, I also try to be, you know, fairly active on my Facebook page and on my Twitter uh, page and my Instagram account as well. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a I lot, just, right? It's it's a lot of work to, to do that, especially for an artist to try and maintain that accessibility, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I um, and I really just I, I kind of well not kind of I got very burnt out um, by the time I by the time I toured up here in in early June um, I just had a tough year all around and uh, you know uh, lots lots of work and lots of travel and international right. travel and wow. and I really just needed to put it to bed and spend some time like you know. Uh, disconnecting to other important things in my life, my family, and right. mm-hmm. building a cabin. You know, building. Yeah, we got the sub. We got the foundation poured and the subfloor down on the studio, and I built. Well, I finished building. My dad started it, but then he had to go back to work. But um, I built an uh, eight. Well, I finished an uh, oct- octagonal shaped sauna. Oh, and, uh, oh wow! <laughs> did some work on his property as well, so you know, oh swung gosh. a hammer and got out in the sun and um, did a lot of berry picking and did some fishing and you know, just uh, just things that make me feel like more connected and um, sure and uh, that feed me back. You know, uh, the stage does a lot too, but it is it's a lot and it's um, 
we have this kind of expectation of access to people. Right. That I don't, I don't remember even feeling like even 10 years ago. Um, cause I've been at this for a while. Like I've been, I published my first book in 1998. So that's right. 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, back then email was just starting to be the thing, you know? <laughs> and I, I can remember like going on the, Oh my God, there's this girl in the, in the car parked right in front of me who's just <laughs> fully rocking out like serious <laughs> car dancing like some serious car dancing happening that's awesome um, oh now she's taking a selfie okay anyway um yeah t- even 10 years ago i don't remember this kind of expectation of contact Right. You know? mm-hmm. and, uh, it's like, a very demanding society we live in right now. Like if you don't answer the email right away or a text or yeah. an Instagram message. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to balance. Yeah, like yeah. Some, yeah. someone can be like, a, like an admirer to mm-hmm. like a troll in like a matter of, you know, minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you don't respond in the way that they that they that they need and uh you know you probably get this too because you said you work with some of the youth in Mm -hmm. in prince rupert um i get i get uh requests all the time to sort of counsel kids i've never met Mm -hmm. um like that may or may not be in like you know um you know in uh you know in sort of like in Oh, what's the word I'm looking like beyond in need like kids in crisis yeah in crisis, that's yeah that was like the word I was looking for and you know sometimes I get these you know and it's a it's an Instagram message and it's like hey wow. my my kids just come out to me as trans or my neighbor's kid has just come out to yeah you know their grandmother uh as trans and like how do I what do I do and it's like you're actually asking me to counsel a kid I've never met through right. a third party over yeah. social media like do we want to count the ways that that's that 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 that's it would be irresponsible for me? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a counselor. I'm a I'm a writer. Right. Yeah. You know, I can, I don't know how to counsel. You know, I'm not pre- I'm not prepared or qualified to counsel. You know, a potentially suicidal uh, kid in crisis um, via Instagram messages. You know. Oh, yeah. And if you don't respond right away, like you know, they they it's like you don't care somehow. But right. Like having to navigate that is um it's uh well it's i mean it's a it's a to me it's like it's got a bunch of different levels one we don't have the resources that we need you know we still have to be committed to providing um adequate and educated uh counseling services to to lgbtq and indigenous and disabled and you know in in any way outside of the mainstream youth we they we can't even we don't even have the resources to 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 handle you know the needs of of really mainstream youth uh, um much less kids who who require you know more education on the part of their caregivers or their counselors or or you know what i mean yeah. Some sensitivity and understanding the issues and the language, you know, and um, so it's a sign to me of just how much work we still have to do, and it's also a sign that you know my work is is uh, resonating with those kids or those caregivers, and that's a good thing on the one hand. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's like a constant boundary exercise for me mm-hmm. to yeah to you know um, uh, to be able to, to learn how to, like, I pour my heart and my soul into my work. I hope that that translates. I hope people can feel that. And, uh, you know, but I'm an artist, I'm a writer. Um, I'm a performer. I'm not, I'm not a qualified counselor. And, uh, you know, um, and my job is to, to tell stories and to, provide some rep- representation to, to folks, but that that's not even my, my aim. My aim is to, to create and to, uh, uh, you know, to honor and to um, document. Yes. Those are my jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. for, you've, you've really conquered, like, a lot of different mediums throughout your career here so far, like writing, albums, um videos via youtube what kind of medium would you like to essentially conquer or like explore next um 
I let the story tell me how it needs to get told oh, for okay. the most part. Yeah, so you know, I'm I uh, right now we're booking uh, a show that I created with my partner, um, Swedish singer songwriter Sarah McDougall, and it's uh, narrative based. Uh, she wrote the score, and it's not wow. storytelling in spite of music or storytelling with music. It's like a musical uh, narrative conversation. Uh, the text is inspired by the music, and the music oh is gosh. is is uh, was created, you know, specifically from um, elements of the storyline, and uh, it's a true. Um, it's a true sort of braiding of those uh, two el- two elements, and then we've got a six-piece band, including Sarah and I. So um, wow, yeah. So that we're we're doing that in uh, November at the Chan Center at the Telus Theater, November sixth, and then we take it to the Park Theater in Winnipeg, and then we're oh looking to bring it to a couple of other Canadian cities, and then um, our agent has been pitching that to. Uh, um, sort of uh, audiences in um, the EU and beyond. And, right. and that's a really exciting um, project exciting. for me to work on. Um, it's incredible to hear the score that Sarah has composed, interpreted by players of the caliber that we've um, managed to yeah. get on board with the project. So, wow. um, yeah, so, you know, th- that's that's exciting. It also has a... Um, animations by Clyde <laughs> Peterson, uh, Cindy Mochizuki, uh, Jody Kramer, Chris. Oh, Sarah mostly worked with him. Chris, I can't think of his last name right now. In that Toronto. Sounds, that sounds amazing. Holy yeah, sense. yeah. Um, and there's more. Of, there's uh, you can go to our website www.tradertimeshow.com, okay. and the original. Um, inspiration for that show was uh, I don't know if you you probably have something like it in Prince Rupert it's this show called Trader Time on the local radio it's like a call in buy and sell oh yeah (laughs) what what did they they used to call that swap and shop here yeah yeah. swap and shop yeah Trader Time here Um, Trader Time (laughs) is still happening that's awesome twice a day on weekdays and then a full and glorious hour on Saturday (laughs) (laughs) and to me as a kid it was like a storyteller's dream come true because I was. I would always be like, "Who are these people? Why is he trading moose meat for a baby crib? What's happening? And why is there a baby crying in the background? Like, why didn't they get the crib before the baby got here? Like, What's going on here? And who is this guy with a twelve-hole dog box to sell to, to for sale? You know, and um, oh and they God. had to make all these laws too. Like, you're not allowed to like sell drugs or alcohol. <laughs> you're not allowed to like look for a wife or partner or whatever oh my gosh. um yeah and uh, you can call in like from your yard sale and say what you got what you're you know anyway um that is hilarious it's like and sarah wrote a um sarah wrote a beautiful song called available <laughs> and um it's like everything the person who wrote the song is like saying what they would trade for the love of the other person oh so, wow yeah a oh uh, punching gosh. bag in good condition, half a Royal Dalton tea set, Canon fax machine, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, that rod in good condition. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, uh, uh, again, sort of grounded in this sort of small town. Yeah, um, small town uh, root somehow. Small town, but yeah. like global voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, on a personal level, just incorporating more music into my live performances—that's sure. something I'm interested in. I always have enjoyed collaborating and doing multimedia yeah. stuff with other artists, and um, seeing, you know, seeing other people's interpretations of of either my work or or you know elements that would that that could you know collaborate or. Um, you know, add another layer to, I guess. Yeah. Sure. That's amazing. And do you play an instrument too? I do. In Trader Time, I play the melodica. I sing in uh, four-part harmony with the rest of the gang. Um, 
what else do I play? I've played guitar before. Oh, I'm playing the drum machine for one part. Um, <laughs> although we might replace that with tracks just to keep our gear packing, packing right. to a minimum if we're going to take it across the uh, the way. Um, I play the baritone saxophone. Um, oh, cool. Well, the alto saxophone too, but I, I really, truly love the baritone saxophone, but not in the show. Um, um, I played in a funk band for a while, but I, I couldn't keep up with the, they were all pro wow. like, studio musicians. So I really couldn't keep up with that and my own touring schedule, um, right. just practice wise. Cause I, you can't really practice a baritone saxophone in a hotel room. Well, you could, but <laughs> you could, but I, I think you only get like 45 seconds in at a time before you got up a complaint. So right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like the, the work you're speaking of now, like the show or, um, something like that would be so amazing to be streamed like to have that accessibility that way have you ever considered something like that where you can do a recording to stream it uh yes and no i mean there's you know it's a lot yeah well it's you know um i have to pay my guys my folks in the band yeah so there's no i mean i guess you could hook it up for like pay view or something like that but yeah. you know I do see um, a, I'm sorry yeah you know I don't I have no interest in in um, asking anyone to work for free or sure. for less than they're worth and like yeah. I said we've got such great caliber players you know yeah. and um, uh, and there's something about like a live audience I, I don't right. it, there would still have to be a live audience there for me I have no interest in sort of performing into the void uh, um I, I don't know i mean i'm sure there are people who do it very very well but for me i get so much back from the from the audience um right i i don't i can't imagine like any of my any of my records have been that or albums that, I, that we've produced have been largely live uh largely live the very first one there was a so there's a couple of studio tracks in, but I found that we even, even in the studio, we still invited folks over to have a beer and like be in the other room and listen, mm-hmm. um, just to get some kind of human, uh, em- em- emotive vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then like, how do I, how do you, and it's not all about capitalism. It's 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 about like I want to pay my artists, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If, once you get into live streaming, then you know what's the what's the incentive then for a theater, especially right. a theater, a remote theater, or a theater in the Yukon or Yellowknife or any of the other places we want to take the show? What's the incentive for them to invest mm-hmm. in bringing the the live people there? You know? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it doesn't. I mean, maybe there's a model for that that would work better for everybody, but right. it's not something that, like, it's not definitely top on my list of... Yeah, know, yeah. My, well, it just, my, it just sounds like an, a really amazing show, and to have, like, other people be able to view it would be, you know, whether it's, like, mm-hmm. recorded and, and then... Access know, down the road, sold, yeah. Sold afterward or what have you, but that that's really exciting, you know, the the route you're going here with your work and collaboration. The other thing about live streaming is that we have projected visuals. So, and they run and we're in front of them. Usually, um, usually not, not like hiding them or anything like that. But part, part of that is, um, part of that is, is is the spectacle of multiple things happening at once. Mm -hmm. So there's the live musicians, the live interaction, the live audience listening, and then there's the projected animations. And so, you know, um, uh, to sort of capture that, you'd have to have a big, wide, ugly master shot um, <laughs> yeah. being, being yeah. live-streamed unless people had multiple screens. Right. And so there would be something, I think, vital to the whole live production lost in that translation of a two-dimensional flat screen, you know? Yeah. Not everything is meant to be consumed in all meat in all ways i don't think yeah or accessible so quickly yeah i i still you know um yeah like when you go see a play 
when you actually physically take your body out and sit it in a theater mm-hmm. and go see a go see a play in the theater, right? Would it be the same for you to watch a video documentation of that play? No. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No. What, and what and would be, yeah, you would lose the vibe from your your audience and the energy and, and the, and the energy. Yeah. 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 When you're on the road, Ivan, do stories come to you when you're doing road trips like this? Or um, do you know when some of your future material is is coming to you? Is like just curious about how some of your stories come come alive in the process. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes something's happening and I immediately, part of my head, snaps into writer mode, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, especially, especially sometimes when people are being, like, sort of, you know, less than friendly, I'm, I'm always like, you know, just keep it up. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm jotting this all down in my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, sometimes life's experiences and, you know, the longer you're an artist for, the more you the more you sort of are attuned to that, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to get right to the end of the road and look back and then you see where the stories are right. or not, you know? Um, I, uh, um, I've been writing in shorter form uh, these things I call literary Doritos, although <laughs> I can't really call them Doritos because I don't want to get sued by Doritos. <laughs> Bob or Nabisco or yeah. yeah. My son really likes Doritos, so he'll like he'll like that reference. <laughs> Multinational yeah. corporation, but um, uh, you know, and I think that's partly like uh, you know, it's partly reality. Like you know, twenty years ago, you'd get fifteen minutes or ten minutes to read at a writer's fest. Now you get three. What are you going to read in three minutes? Yeah, right. that's you, that, you know, especially when you if you're reading from your novel and you have to spend two minutes um, doing a setup to tell you who the main characters are and what's happening in this excerpt. So I've been doing these literary Doritos. Some of them are like you know a minute long, and then you can craft a whole set out of these short little vignettes. Right. Um. So I'm constantly sort of writing those. Uh, some of them start out as like you know, Facebook statuses or tweets or whatever, (laughs) um, uh, sort of, you know, just, uh, just sort of, I guess, molded by our, the way that we communicate these days. Right. Mm -hmm. And even me as a sort of senior, I hate to hesitate to say senior artist or artist who's been around for a while anyway, you know, um, I, I, I have the, I have the privilege of having a, a lot, you know, doing a solo show and having longer, like a longer time to speak. But I'm speaking to people who are used to consuming media in maximum three minute chunks. And you yeah. can see it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you watch a YouTube video now and you're like, this is seven minutes long. My <laughs> yeah. God, who's got time for this? Know. You know? Right, yeah. Attention, and, attention is definitely like falling to the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean we could lament that or we can adapt. And uh um um so I'm I'm sort of writing those little short bits all the time. Nice. And uh and I guess I'm not like searching around all the time for something to write about, but I, I, I prefer to think of it as well, for me it feels more like just having my ears and eyes open to the human experience and yeah. what's gonna what's gonna stick with me afterwards and mm-hmm. you know all the different hearts that I meet along the way and, right. and, uh, you know, uh, the ones that touch me and, um, uh, or move me, whether that be in a positive or poignant or, or a negative way, um, or, or you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm being very eloquent, but <laughs> well, well, really starting to sweat in this truck. No, it's all good. We, um, we totally appreciate your time today and wish you a, a safe journey on, on your road trip. And we can't wait to meet you on Thursday. Yes. Um, and thanks yeah. so much for your time today and, and making time for us. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, the podcast. I hope um, I, I'm looking forward to meeting you and um, yes. yeah, I've got, uh, I've got bear spray and a framing hammer. There you go. Truck, so I, <laughs> yeah. I think I'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Good. And if you know you have any, you know, special requests or we'll try and give you some good good food in Prince Rupert. <laughs> yeah, I've got I think well, depending on how long it takes me to get from Deese Lake, um 
I might have the day of the eleventh um, um, to to explore. To, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and we, then, we can definitely give you some great recommendations for walks and and food stops okay. and stuff. Yeah. Good. I I don't have a anywhere booked on the night of the tent because I wasn't sure how far I'd make it. So <laughs> right, wish me yeah. wish me success. If you if you know anything between Dees Lake and Prince Rupert, that's a decent place to stay. Um, yeah, let me you know shoot me a message. Sure. We will for sure. Thank you okay. so much. Yeah. Thanks to you both. Okay. Good to meet you both. Yes. Well, I'll see you Thursday. You Sounds bet. good. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay, <laughs> That was an amazing conversation. Yeah, we just spoke with Ivan Coyote, and they will be on the road um, tomorrow, and lots of things to talk about from literary Doritos to road trips, (laughs) and just uh, appreciating different aspects of life. And And honestly, you um, you know, we... We kind of had a different approach to this, but I'm really kind of glad it turned out the way it did because, you know, in talking with Ivan, it, you know, makes a lot of sense of what they said. So, yeah, I'm like not sure we, if this is out of context or not, but um, I, I can't wait to see them. Yeah, I'm really excited about Thursday night at the library. Um, Ivan will be making some stops too in the schools, yeah. which I think will be great. Um, this interview made me really self-reflect on, um, where we're going with season two and following people's passions and creativity and weaving that into our podcast. Um, I think everyone's going to enjoy this interview. Yeah. Yeah. I think ultimately we kind of approached from like an activist or advocate kind of a angle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in talking with Ivan, I think it just came across as kind of like, okay, that's great, but let's actually talk about the passion behind that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And we all identify in different ways. And I was yeah. speaking to you earlier about, you know, today, I don't know how I would say I identify. I, yeah. I know I identify as um, a lesbian mom, teacher, uh, friend, yeah. partner, Yeah. you know, but I think for me that could change on the daily. Yeah, absolutely. So (laughs) it kind of just throws into question, you know, well, not throws into question, but our intention really, Mm -hmm. right? With this whole podcast. Yeah. And like you said earlier, who would have thought you would be doing the things you're doing, what I'm doing, and just the continuous journey and appreciating where we're at, at the place and time. Absolutely. Yeah. So... I'm so glad we did this. It's our first um, podcast for season two. Yes, with um, with an amazing guest. Storyteller, yeah. writer, Ivan Coyote. So. Multimedia, kind of mm-hmm. like, wow. With a new book coming out. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, high five. High five. I love high you. High five. I love you too. And um, yeah, so woohoo, going on to season two. Download our podcast, Rainbow Nation. Peace.